We are not the only ones proving fighting is way easier from outside the cage because sadly so are Verdum and Velasquez, but they're going to agree with us. Fighting is also a lot cheaper from outside the cage, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves it every day. It's so much easier to just talk about MMA than actually getting in there and, and trying to punch people. I still don't understand the motivation. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Rafa Sparza. Raph, I'm not even going to ask you how you're doing because I kind of know, and I okay. think you should just get to it. Okay. No prompting, no anything? Fuck you. I'm okay. not even interested in doing wow. it. I've been trying. I'm just so excited for the idea of it that I want okay. to go. Okay. Uh, I had a pretty okay, weird day at work, and I guess that's the best way to describe it because yeah. um, I work it is for weird. a news trending website. Um, it's called First Slice. I tend to enjoy it a lot. I get to write a lot of sports articles. And, uh, you know, it's always great because you're writing about MMA most of the time. If you're me and you're saying things like, wow, there's an MMA thing happening. Wow, there's an MMA thing happening. And football. But wow, there's an MMA thing happening. And, for example, even though Raph obviously cares that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were squaring off for the 17th time. Oh a God. little bit. He, You were probably able to write all the articles you could have ever written about that two days before the game started. So just to give you kind of a, an idea of what to write, like obviously the Broncos and the Patriots game was fun uh, for many reasons, not just watching the Patriots not cry. Just because the Patriots lost. There were other reasons. But also because you could then – like really show a contrast between that and what was the Carolina Panthers versus the Arizona Cardinals game, Ooh. which was just, it should have been a mercy killing of a game. They should have stopped it at the end of the third. And I think we all agree. Absolutely. There's that Simpsons stop. He's already dead. So that's where I felt that was going. The uh, only place the Arizona Cardinals could have won that game was in Minnetonk County. Now, I tried to write the best version of that possible of the second game because I had already written the first part. So I was like, all right, I'm going to really try and get this together here, see what I can do. But there was nothing happening in that game, really, that I found myself writing about except for the celebrations. There were three things that happened in the celebrations. First, you had uh, Cam Newton going to dab when all of his team is getting into a fight with the other team. So he just goes to the end zone and is like, nope, dab. Too busy not noticing because he was just like scoring yep. more touchdowns. He couldn't focus on the rest. Yep. In another scenario, they gave uh, a ball to a kid who just went nuts. And that was interesting. And then the third one, this is actually my favorite thing of the whole article I wrote, which is you had a fan so drunk they were going to uh, give a Panthers player a high five and then they just fell. Like they fell from the stands into the turf. And it's something I now fear for MMA because there's not really a setting that's really smooth to fall upon. So let's no, just hope we no. keep it that way. I will anyway, be, I will fall at an MMA event in the near future. We will I figure this out. So anyway, that's going on. And uh, we go to lunch. I have a nice lunch. A really great lunch, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, th this didn't even occur to me. But I was just like, man, I ordered the right salad and normally I always order like something wrong that I want and I want something else. But today I ordered the right thing. This is weird. And I hate salad, but I'm eating it. This is great. Oh, man, I ordered this cupcake for no reason. It's delicious, too. As we get back to the office, I get like an ominous 
shoulder touch um, from uh, Benny, who's kind of like one of our managers, like uh, advisors to the site. And he just comes over to me and he just goes, Raph, uh, they want to see you in the office. They being our CEOs. And I'm thinking, well, that's been a fun ride, everybody. I knew I shouldn't have wrote that third David Bowie piece. I'll see you guys on the flip side. And I'm thinking in my head as they tell me this, they go, yeah, Raph, they, they want to see you. And I go, just me? Yeah, just you. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. So as I walk in, they look at me and uh, our two CEOs, uh, Brandon and Dan, they just are kind of like, hey, Raph, what's up? Oh, hey, Raph, we got you an interview. And they turn around and there's Uriah Faber. So I'm a little surprised because I'm looking at him and I go, hello. And he like introduces himself like, hey, man, yeah, I'm Uriah. And I'm like, I know who you are. I am well aware of what you would do. You're quite good at your job. That is nice. I like his I like his groundedness though. Well, to be I fair, mean, in yeah. MMA, there you have to introduce yourself still because the sport is still the sport. It's not the biggest sport in the world. So it's growing and we love that. But you know, he always feels like he has to introduce himself on the occasion that somebody doesn't recognize uh who he is. Not the case here though, because now I'm looking and I go, wait a minute, I'm interviewing him? And they go, Yeah. Go for it. Have fun. So Uriah was nice to give me a 20-minute sit-down interview. I this did that. Amazing, and then the uh, shortly this is thereafter. This the part where I'd be doing uh, – I don't know if I'd be doing cartwheels because I definitely can't do them. <laughs> so it would have to be like a spur-of-the-moment thing. But I would have for sure been like, uh, just one second, and then done two laps around the building screaming, it's Uriah fucking Faber, and then get yeah. back in poised and ready to do an interview. I should also mention the really cool part of this is that we had uh, my boss uh, talk to me and he goes, this is Raph. He's our sports slash MMA guy. He's got a really funny MMA podcast. So he's already talking me up and I was like, what? Oh, my God. This is two dice. This is really cool. And I look at Uriah and and they both go like, hey, do you need some time? And I go, do you mind if I grab like a notepad or something? And they're like, yeah, no problem. So I'm already in this world. And I joke to Uriah. I say, you know, I'm glad – that it's you because if they had pulled a somebody from a different sport i'd be like "Ooh, i need some time to research with you it's like "Mm, research done okay yeah i know exactly what i want to ask you and uh, we happen to have some good conversations about a number of things uh at some point he did bring up uh tj and um you know the dominic cruz thing and uh it was nice to hear him talk about that and, and even the Dwayne ludwig thing so we had a, a little bit of everything and it was very genuine. You know, he, the thing I think you get about him, just the vibe, is he's very chillax. He's very easy and approachable to talk to. And then he granted me a video interview too. So we're going to have a video interview going up uh, for First Slice. And I'm very excited about it. The California kid wants that face on the camera. He's not wrong. You got <laughs> to keep the money rolling in, Raph. I <laughs> will tell mug. you, at one point, I definitely told him. Uh, I had asked him how he became involved in the Pharrell Williams hit Happy. He's in the 24-hour music video. And he, he is. And I knew that. And I just go, how did that come together? And he tells me and he's just like, oh, man, you know, it's just like they caught me. And I was like, yeah, I should do it. And then we did it. And I'm just like shadow boxing all down here in like Los Angeles. And it was really rad, really cool, man. And as he's telling me this, I just go, yeah, dude, people have to be really afraid of you because you can actually throw hands. 
And also you're a wrestler and that's how wrestlers dance is they just switch levels. So if I saw you doing that, I'd be terrified. And it gives you that laugh of somebody who's like, yeah, I could kill you. But he doesn't even have to say that. So it was uh, it was great. It was a, the best lunch surprise I think I've ever had on the job. Uh, I wish that this happened all the time. If this happened all the time and they brought me in an MMA fighter each time, it'd be great. Now, granted, if they brought me in, somebody had guessed because we put this up on the website and we had people guess. Would you like to know some of the people who pe- people did guess now that you know who it is? Yes, I do. All right. Uh, somebody put uh, – Kyle Aho put picks or it didn't happen. He's right. And I said – I literally said there's a video of it. Okay. And well, I guess that in, counts as a series of pictures. Well, he put in bold capitalization pics or it didn't happen afterwards. Uh, I see. I see. A lot of people, some people don't know. Um, cameras and videos, they pretty, <laughs> pretty related. Um, <laughs> while cameras do a still shot of that image, Video does a wide variety. Too much, too much, Kevin. You're good. I think the point is well belabored. Um, Douglas James, otherwise known as uh, a B-rated wrestler, uh, put Phil Baroni. And uh, I was like, no. And he goes, Phil Brooks, that would be CM Punk. And I said, no, not CM Punk. And he said, well, there are no other good fighters in the UFC. But CM Punk's a really good guess. Absolutely. It's a great guess. And if I did have CM Punk on there, I think there'd be no way to shut me up. Now, the question is, yes. would you have said I met an MMA fighter today? It would have been a tough, I'd say MMA personality. Interesting. With oh, yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Okay. I, that's... Tell me I'm wrong. So anyway, uh, somebody had guessed Paige Van Zandt. Somebody had guessed uh, Tito Ortiz. And this is why I bring this up because, you know, if they had brought <laughs> they around just, Tito Ortiz. Somebody wanted it to be Tito Ortiz. And absolutely. I agree with that person. Uh, Kiyoshi brought that up. So he's the one that brought up Tito Ortiz. But, I mean, I think he brings it up because you have to imagine the look on my face. If they had turned around and been like, Raph, do you know Tito Ortiz? And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> I do. All right. <laughs> Let's go uh, fucking outside. And do I have to this. talk to him? Is that? Because the hard part is I would sit there and I would make fun of Tito and that would be really hard and I would die. I would die right then and there. Oh. Although his ground and pound isn't what it used to be. So I guess I'd be okay. Uh, you know, somebody also put Sage Northcutt and uh, those were good guesses, you guys. So thank you for playing along, everybody on the Verbal Tap podcast site. So I just want to take a moment to thank everybody at First Slice. I look forward to writing these articles and uh, putting it together, but... Uh, just a really cool day. Um, I know a lot of different places have perks, but this is why it was so cool to me is do you ever have those days where you get to fire at all cylinders and you really truly feel like you're contributing to your work? Me personally, or are you asking the audience? Well, it's kind of rhetorical, but it's also kind of you. Like, do you sure. have that? I mean, it felt like maybe once in, in grad school. Okay. But it's like that. Like I just walked in and they're like, Raph, we need you to do an interview on an MMA fighter. And I go, what? An MMA fighter is a funny way to describe Uriah Faber, too. Yeah, absolutely. But like just imagine that you're like, I've been training for this, guys. Don't worry. We're I'm good. so thankful we've been doing this podcast. I wasn't previous to today <laughs> at all. times. <laughs> There's definitely it has its peaks and valleys. But today it's like, oh, this could happen. Yeah. It was good stuff. So uh, my thanks to him. But, you know, there was also some other interesting things that happened. And I was actually breaking some news to Uriah. 
as the day was going on. Um, I didn't know this at the time. I went to lunch thinking that Stipe Miocic had uh, walked in and was going to be helping out the big UFC Super Bowl fight card. And seemed, may I, that that Mm -hmm. was their way, like Miocic had to have won that fight. I don't know why, just the way the UFC has been going, it was like, oh, great, he's going to fuck this up royally for them. He is going to win and ruin their heavyweight ranks. Well, it was going to be the rematch between uh, Cain Velasquez, which was a terrible fight that he had against Fabricio Verdum. And Fabricio Verdum looked like he was going to be fighting Stipe Miocic. Unfortunately, having uh, Cain step out because of injury, uh, I believe it was his back, maybe of carrying the weight of, you know, basically a thousand different training partners who beat the fuck out of you at his training gym. Um, but you trade hard. Well, he also has DC there. So Daniel Cormier, not a, a small person. No. So anyway, I happen to tell Uriah, hey, guess what? I went to lunch thinking this, but instead I have come back now and have been informed that, yes, Fabricio Verdum is now out of that as well, leaving that UFC card without a main event. And mostly just Stipe Miocic, who if I were him, I'd be like, does that make me champion? (laughs) That is, he should come out with a pretty solid argument. He deserves the belt. But this is a big blow, by the way. It's not good. This is a huge catastrophic blow because Cain Velasquez, who was already the most drawed fighter at this, uh, I know he's not the champ. He was. Verdum was easily <laughs> the last piece making it interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you know are they replacing the main card? I have not read yet. I've only read that. I haven't uh, read yet either. Miocic basically said uh, he thinks it's gutless for Verdum to have stepped out and that he really <laughs> should have uh, fulfilled his in- his honor as a champion, et cetera, et cetera. However, here's my theory. <laughs> How does he feel about Kane stepping out? Probably pretty good, well, it's right? Different. Oh, yeah, it's great. No, no, <laughs> He's no, like, no. oh, Kane, well, Kane was injured. He, that was the right thing to do. Kane's He's got to think about his career. Yeah, you have to understand that. Uh, but here's the thing that <laughs> I was steps out against me. He's a coward. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you this? Do you think, because it was a very quick turnaround of him saying, I'm injured. Could both of them have been injured and that they were waiting to see who would blink first and then Verdum won that one and then was like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm also injured. Sorry, Kay. See, I first and foremost, probably that one of them was definitely and, you know. I do like that Verdun was like, I'll fight Kane, but as soon as Kane's out, he's like, oh, that nagging injury I have in my left foot is now plantar fasciitis. I'm out too. <laughs> That's what I assumed happened as soon as Kane was out. And he was like, I could go fight Stepo for some money, or I could wait and fight Kane for that real amount of money. Absolutely. Oh, wow. And I mean, that leaves the UFC without a major contender to go on their big ufc weekend my first thought was do they move up donald cerrone to go take up that slot or is he playing in the super bowl for some reason for carolina or denver he He loves denver he is a huge denver fan which is a weird thing because his nickname is cowboy cowboy i thought for sure 
He's a Denver. He would a be Dallas a fan. Dallas fan, but then I realized he's smart. Yeah, too much. So take that. Too much going on there, and well, I you know that would be good. I'd watch that. That works. I don't know what they're going <laughs> to do because that's already. that's fucked up. That's it's one of their second. It's weekends. a week away, and it's the Super Bowl. And as I've had to explain at work multiple times, the UFC always does this. <laughs> Because uh, people are like, I feel like every year people are like, the UFC's doing it on Super Bowl Sunday? They always are. <laughs> is it in Vegas? Of course it is. Where the HLs is Dana supposed to be placing his bets? Come on. Stop I asking was, dumb questions. World. Hold on. I was going to give you a second to because you, you do a little bit of the self-censoring. But did you just censor a hell? Did I? You said where the H does that happen? <laughs> I think I just like H better as a cuss Ugh. word than where the hell. No. But fair. H is a letter, Kevin. It's <laughs> not a fucking it. curse word. Ooh, kids, don't get around to H. No one wants to be going straight to H, Raph. They'd F- rather go to G- the other H. I, I-, I see where this does have a failure point. It's hard to keep going. What the hell? <laughs> of course it's in uh, Vegas. I'm nervous for this card. They need to come up with something, which I bet they're doing the same thing right now. You and I will fight uh, for half of what oh they would have been Kane. Somebody actually suggested, not you and I, because I would win that, but they had suggested the following, and I was a little surprised because I didn't know that this was the first place to go, but... um it was Kirk Leans who put up, and he's a guy I train with out here in L.A. He says, I'm calling for Miocic versus Esparza. You got this. <laughs> First of all, thank you for the death sentence. That's a great thing for you to do to me. Have you seen uh, that guy? <laughs> second that of all, I, I, yeah, I believe it in the same weight class, though. I mean, don't try and make the argument I You're am. You're not even in the same it's... weight country. You're yeah. uh, ways away. Yeah. And that's just a way in. You know that fucker the next day would be 40 pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So then I asked, and I think this is the right question. Do I get a tag team partner? Or a bigger cage? Because I feel like you should be able to move. (laughs) Somebody then put Zachary Sergeant Lane, who is my training partner out in L.A., who you may have heard on this podcast. I would be gleefully watching that fight. And people would know I was gleefully watching it because they'd be able to hear me from anywhere. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, thanks, Kirk. Um, no, that's not what's going to be happening here in the least. But um, yeah, so that was a, a fun, fun thing to see. I don't know who they push up. I don't know what they do. I don't know who comes in to take it. I, as you go on to the next uh, topic, I'm actually going to look up and see who the fuck the co-main event was because that's how little – I was thinking about anything else other than that main fight. Yeah, and that's the I mean that's the part about the yeah, okay. We'll see what they do with the next UFC MMA in New York. Still not looking good. Uh there's not a ton more to deliver in the sense of they were of course getting optimistic. You know they're getting optimistic cuz they always talk about uh Ronda Rousey or John Jones fighting in New York City at Madison Square Garden and then for some reason you never see it on. Well, here's the reason. It didn't pass again. Uh, so well, the there's of New York and the unions of New York City continue to be at bay and unwilling to compromise with one another. And it's tough because, you know, you pick a date that you're going to be hosting an event 
that happens to fall on the same day that boxing does so that you can have it in New York. And, uh, you know, it, it's you double book and you see who blinks first. That's an interesting thing to do for a sport that's not necessarily sanctioned in that state. But, you know, whatevs. Um, anyway. We would remind the viewing public once again that boxing mm-hmm. is. And this is purely about unions and politics. Yes. That is what is preventing this from happening. When I did mention that to Uriah, he was just like, yo, dude, that's some gangster shit. That's keeping that from coming together. It's fucking gangster. It really and I, is. I was so intrigued by it. I really wanted to spend another 20 minutes talking with him just on uh, gangster shit. But, I mean, honestly, Uriah, it, he he's could go wrong. on. And when you, I don't think he's wrong. He does that. And let's pull back for just one second and say, the, they haven't said it's the new main event, but the next fight on that UFC 196 card was Johnny Hendricks versus Steven Thompson. And you know what that says? Not main event. Mm. Well, good luck to the UFC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe, and I'm just throwing things out there, they could see if the New York City union chief and the head of the state house or Dana could just have it out. That'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be good. So, Settle I mean, Vegas, prime if time. If not, uh, you know, if not One those nice. two, maybe uh, Kevin and I can step up. It would draw very well in the Los Angeles area mm-hmm. and Spring parts Hill. of the Midwest. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I was like, Spring Hill's going to be watching that for sure. Yeah. Uh, all 2,000 of them. And, you know, some of the stand up comedy scene of DC. Sure. And, and it would be an interesting weight cut for some- one of us. <laughs> some western kentucky um and then followed by a few people from normal illinois that's a place for a lot of you out there yeah it's definitely. called it's named normal mm-hmm. it's very creative yeah you and i are willing to step in at a pretty reduced pay if you're comparing it to what fabricio and kane were going to cost them oh yeah we're cheaper yeah. than that definitely and way better shit talk because um neither oh, of us God. need a translator no. So. And it'd be so boring. Like, those two now are just like, I beat you last time. You. Oh, no, I'm bigger. I'm, I'm stronger. I've been training harder. Neither of us are going to say that. Not at all. I'm not even going to bring up my training. When <laughs> no, I talk about who Kevin. cares about our training? What does that have to do with the fight? Very little. Very little. And mind you, once again, we are the people that spent over an hour talking about the fairness of location. So Dana waiting again, um, waiting up by the phone to help like me out. The, Kevin is so happy to continuously mention the fairness of the location when it, it comes to he and I having a jiu-jitsu match. We have talked about many different conditions because... I just think that way. was the most asinine amount of detail we put into something that probably, like, just, it was a very sincere amount only to discuss fairness like it wasn't even about the coolness of the location that we didn't even get to <laughs> aesthetics yet which is another chapter i'm just that saying. is true have you already started formulating your aesthetics oh i want Are fireworks you- involved yeah like something that i think that's what the wwe got right yeah that's the fair. aesthetics of entering someone into anything okay business meetings I just feel like you're not quite the showman I am, but maybe that's that not for a discussion here. On. <laughs> we'll figure. I've been the one that's been all about tights and nudity, so I don't think my showmanship qualities. Yeah, no, exactly. The question. I'm so glad that that's exactly what you're going to lean the last part of this argument off. Well, of. I think it's a great way to transition to our next one. Uh, tights and nudity. ISIS is threatening to kill Tim <laughs> Kennedy. 
Yes. The FBI has sent him a letter saying we have a credible threat. Now, a little bit about Tim Kennedy, former spec ops sniper. So not the first time his life has been threatened by any by several militaries, to be honest. Uh, He has responded, as you educated me on, with a pretty clever or non-clever, it's hard to tell, T-shirt that will insult ISIS. Uh, yeah. So I guess stay tuned. I don't, um, I'm, let me I don't see think I they can... should go to Texas. I don't think that's a good idea for them. Yes. And it's a bad place to go trying to fight. <laughs> uh, Tim Kennedy. I First think of all, the... it's big and people drive like shit. So I'm not okay. just saying from like a Homer perspective, like, oh, we're tough. I'm just saying logistically tough place to go sneaking up on people. Yep. Um, let's say this. So. The slogan that he made, so he had, uh, he's been putting up posts here and there, and Tim Kennedy put up this post, which was, they can send whoever they want as long as they don't want them back. Oh, yeah. And that became a kind great, of a, great a rallying point, if you yeah. would, for the folks. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nice. And obviously, we get used to Tim Kennedy talking about MMA fighters and backing it up and, and talking shit and not even caring. But this is an interesting thing. This is an actual, like extremist group that he's going after it's not exactly this isn't anderson silva well not even anderson silva let's I'm, go i'm this just saying leota machita two you know fighters what I'm talking here? shit yeah 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 i do because at least anderson silva would be like no you wouldn't i back <laughs> but isis is gonna fucking say some nonsense to you on twitter and uh that's what it came down to so he started referring to them in the more derogatory way which apparently there is um I don't know exactly how to say it. I think it's uh, Danish or Darish. Oh, fuck. I'm fucking it up. But he basically was calling them out and saying, hey, you guys can fucking come after me. And now he's making a T-shirt based off of that. So, yeah. I mean, it's we've always known this about Tim. He doesn't sound scared. That's well, what it sounds like. Yes. And really what he's doing is the the right that they shouldn't take away our ability to have free speech. And it's very Tim Kennedy. I, like when you read that message from him, it is a very, very Tim Kennedy thing. Dumb person to threaten on the MMA scale. Oh, absolutely. Says, by the way, I, there are featherweights that I just – I'm. you know what? No. I'm not going to help them. Yes. So, you know, he him working there and, and saying those things uh, – I mean, he's got the ability to fucking back it up. So I, was, I, I, that was the. It's like he's a spec ops. Maybe they know that. I don't know. I'm just yeah, feels like a a dumb person. To but threaten. that's re- a really interesting reaction from you know the FBI saying BT Dubs, they're trying to come after you, and he's like, "Yep, cool." Yeah, the FBI was like, we feel like we should give you some warning. Um, <laughs> we're also going to send them a letter because just to be fair, we feel like we should warn them about some of your proclivities as well. Um, that would be interesting. And I don't know if you think this, but I think that in that particular case for Tim Kennedy, there's kind of like a commando real life situation when he says, like, come find me on my property. Yeah. Or, you know, come after me. It's like I think that place is rigged with the most booby traps and like it almost seems like he 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 doesn't want to just dare them he wants it i do believe he has a certain um confidence mm-hmm. which uh i would too if i had his training or absolutely looks. i just want to throw that out there 
No, I. This is one of those things that gets so weird too, because uh, you know Tim Kennedy's one of our favorites, and for people to come, still threatening him. The MMA community stands with Tim Kennedy, and we're global. It turns out. Mm. I'm just saying, there's some insiders. We will keep the public up to date um, on just as a heads up, by the way, ISIS has threatened quite a few people now. I don't know how many people sure. in the FBI have gotten that, but they uh, like, can I, seem to be upset about us. I know maybe this isn't the right place or time to do this, but is anybody else weirded out by the fact that like ISIS uses Twitter? I am every day. I find that so bizarre. <laughs> I'm always like, we're sure it's them. Like, and I guess it's even weirder because do, do they have a verified? Do they have a check next to their name? Do they have sure? someone who runs social media? Because you and I know you can't just put whoever's closest on the social media account. Like, not everyone can spell. I'm saying it's 140 characters. Just feels like uh, they've got someone on the arts here doing this, and we expect more from them. I don't know, Kevin. I just like that part of that insinuation is. You allowing yourself a kind of leeway of like, guys, I really shouldn't use the Twitter because spelling's hard. (laughs) I'm saying you can't just walk in and be good at social media. (laughs) That was all. Okay. Okay. Sure enough, Kevin. Whatever excuse you need. I will say this. Yes, it is uh, Dash, not Dinesh, um, Dash, which is uh, considered insult to the group. I guess the more interesting thing to me is every time I see that they're using Twitter, I go, you know, Twitter wanted to find me. They would like I have to sign up through some fucking email and shit. Why the fuck can I not track them down with? This I have bullshit? to confirm through my cell like they should. Maybe, hey, Raph, maybe they just didn't think about it. Now they And will. second point here. Why are they using like the fourth most recent social media engagement tool use a it's called instagram you fuckers get with the times but it was making me think like are they because there's like maybe a couple generations back are they gonna start snapchatting their shit too (laughs) they they're still pretty pissed reasonably so that we even flirted with myspace that took them almost seven (laughs) years and they just realized we stopped using it they just said things like tom never friended them back (laughs) it's fucking sucks it's hard to use uh, and now they're coming after Tim Kennedy. Once again, I think that's dumb. If I were going to attack athletes in the U.S., I would probably start with some golfers. Um, Not a Green Beret. Just because even people in tennis are quick and yep. seem like they've got some real forearm. And I guess golf the clubs, but just athleticism. I feel pretty safe. Um, but, you know, surprised. Good for them. Good, for mm-hmm. the, good luck. <laughs> uh, I'm not interested in fighting Tim Kennedy still, and I stand by that stance. Saturday, January 30th, which my girlfriend got us tickets to Dirty Dancing Live. So that's where I'll be. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Johnson is fighting Bader. Nope. Don't you dare go any further. (laughs) So, Kevin, this is a very big equation I have, I guess, just in this prompt that you've, you've put there. You are not going to be able to watch this night of fights? Uh, correct. Curtains at 7.30. So. Wow. First of all, you didn't tell me this. Second of all, you definitely didn't tell me why. I guess I forgot that it was coming up and uh, just was reminded that, the, that it's okay. Saturday. And I guess the other half of this equation would be you didn't bother to tell me 
and then you felt conflicted because your girlfriend did something really nice for you. Yes. Thereby is one of us putting you into a corner. <laughs> um, I guess I am seeing where you're going with this and mm-hmm. I do not feel uh, like I've been necessary. I mean, maybe a little bit. I've been because no, no, you should not say that because nobody puts Kevin in a corner. Uh, that part I strongly disagree with. Unless it's a fight between me and you, and I kind of angle you close to the cage, at which point well, I will put you in the corner. It has sides. It doesn't really have corners. I mean, those are just really connections. I think that's why it's not. They're uh, connections. You're not going to call them corners. Not like a square has those deeper corners. And I then guess. you're not at all going to. <laughs> Go on the obvious reflection of having somebody in their fight corner. Like, <laughs> maybe a little. What does that even mean? Why are they not quarters, Kevin? They're more on sides. Your, your mm-hmm. fight side guy. They don't say uh, fight side guy. Who's your fight side guy? Either way, I think Saturday is going to be the the time of a generation for some of us. Time of your life, you fuck. You just get it. <laughs> now I'm just trying to encourageably anger the community i think dirty dancing you know what? fuck this noise i know exactly what i want from you next week next week when you come and you are enlightened after watching that show you yeah. need to sing the first 30 seconds of time of your life on this show i'll probably still be singing it from the high of the show the night before so i accept i think when you say high of the show you need to be very specific oh yeah i mean i will be high also but okay. There is a there's a natural high that comes from enjoying live theater. Mm-hmm. And live theater, Raph, is a great segue <laughs> into something one of the MMA stars almost did. It was very close to live theater. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of attempts, and it was so close. And I do not blame. I'm, of course, referring to Ronda Rousey hosting Saturday Night Live. I segue. thought she did a serviceable job. I thought she did fine. I didn't think they used her very well. You mean they used her? According to my count, Kevin, she spent just as much time on that show talking as she did fighting Holly Holm. (laughs) Which, if you're following your log at home, is not a lot of time. Nope. That is a very... Really? Go back time the amount of time she was talking. It was mostly in the monologue because when she was in the sketches, and I think you'll get to talking about this, but I want to set up the idea. When she was in the sketches for the show, she was reduced to side profile. And the cast has a really good way of trying to... You know, work around the limitations of athletes or actors who aren't quite naturals in this setting. Yeah, because you get somebody, uh, Eli Manning was the example I was using before the show, and that's probably a good one. A mouth breather, yes. A little bit of a mouth breather. Not a lot of performance history. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not a Muhammad Ali-esque shit talker, Mm -hmm. meaning, you know, football's mostly been it. And being Peyton's brother, those are the two things he's, he's thrived at. Mm-hmm. And mouth breathing, as you put it, they didn't use. They did not use Ronda, even at the same level they have used bad athletes. Um, the I will say the one time I thought they used her at all well, which was your. We talked about this was the Vanessa Bayer sketch where she beat up the bully. How many lines did she have in that one? One, maybe two. She didn't really <laughs> say anything. She just, just wanted to make sure. Her. 
mm-hmm. and kicked her. Mm-hmm. And I guess my problem is, how hard was that? How yeah. hard was it to use her in that sketch? At least the the first one where it was a it was a fine finely written sketch about the racial tensions in the Academy Award, and it was funny. And they used her as Taryn Killam's date. First, good stuff. She's like Darren Killam's date. Second, make her a fucking character. Dress her as a guy for this one and just have her be a background. Have her be up there helping read the awards. This isn't that difficult. And the awards are. And then you just do the screen thing. Just make her a part of the sketch. And it felt like there was not a lot of attempt to do that. She was either dating someone or she Mm -hmm. was sitting next to someone. And it drove me fucking insane. Here's maybe what happened. And see if you agree with me on this. As you know, performers ourselves, we're accustomed to evaluating and critiquing in a way that is similar to the way our coaches and instructors critique and evaluate our our sweeps, our punches, our throws, if you would, when we're training. Ronda Rousey has problems reading. And maybe this should be prefaced with the following sentence. Ronda Rousey is uh, very personable on stage. I thought she was a very winning personality on there. It's great for the sport that she's there because it's a true reflection of the UFC becoming bigger. She's the first UFC star to be on there. She's the first like female mixed martial arts athlete ever. Tina stopped by. It was a big deal. And Tina doesn't stop by for just nothing. And Tina had a killer opening segment that got all of the buzz that it rightfully needed to be, you know, seen and another get people well, to watch. Another well-written sketch. And, well, yeah. there really wasn't a lot to write on that one. I digress. Uh, that one I'm being facetious. Tina Absolutely. Faye was being Sarah Palin being very funny at it. That was the Absolutely. sketch. So, you know, he, you have that going into it. But it's just like the ends of Ronda Rousey's sentences. And I noticed this in her interviews too. But for whatever reason, I think maybe it's a nervous tick or it's just the way she normally speaks. She just kind of swallows the words at the end. Because when she was congratulating Holly Holm, which I'm glad she did. Yeah. You know, there's a very funny way to play it as saying like, hey, guys, I just want to congratulate Holly Holm. She deserved to win that night. But anyway, you guys. And she had a weird mouth thing. And I was just like, no, that's a funny thing to be like, hey, I want to congratulate this person. They definitely deserve to win. Hold up. We're done. That's all I'm going to say about it. Because, guys, bit. Like, yeah. got to do a, this bit. It's a very big commitment and knowing how to, how to handle those parts of sentences. And even throughout the rest of the sketches throughout the night, I just noticed a consistent, oh, man, I'm rooting for you, Rhonda, but... This is rough. So I don't know that they necessarily didn't use her to the best of their ability. I think they might have been just trying to work around her. Always more to it that we don't know mm-hmm. from the from the glance. Because uh and I I would agree with that, but my problem is then hold her out of a sketch. No, you don't can't do that. Sit her dumbly next to Taryn Killam so she smiles. Like that's just not something it's just felt it just felt People- bizarre to me. It and was right people, after the monologue. Can't yeah, do I they know. have to be in that sketch? I guess they. Well, first of all, that monologue will let it live. We're, we're letting the monologue go. She's not a comedian. Yes. There have been r- as rough monologues done by performers. Uh, we'll even put out the fact that MMA nerds put up a meme that said, and I don't know if you saw uh, Cyborg's uh, Christine Cyborg's response to that. Mm-mm. 
she put uh, a tweet out that said, uh, I see Rhonda still needs to work on her stand-up. Yeah. Enjoy the comfort of your fucking home while you send that tweet, Cyborg. However, Why don't you tell a joke on stage. No, I'm yeah. taking that one personally. Shut wow. the fuck up until you're talking on, like, you don't get to knock shit on her stand up skills. But here's where the Not MMA comedy. nerds may come through to help you in your point, maybe okay. at least your perspective, Kevin, which is they put up a note that was a Craigslist ad that said, uh, wanted, needed someone to make good jokes for me. <laughs> Preferably, I hate Ronda Rousey care of tito ortiz and i thought that was very can well I, done can i pitch one sketch to you that i was surprised wasn't in there a lot okay. of times with athletes whom are nervous or exhibit that or do those things they'll do those sort of behind the ski- scenes bring you into it sketch mm-hmm. could we not do one where she was hip throwing people yeah dude because people will get hurt okay, comedians don't take one. throws very well confronting uh confronting your mean ex it's like uh or lazy ex with Ronda Rousey, and then I mean, she's just throwing lazy guys in scenes. That's funny. So sure. I've just pitched two sketches where she can use judo, which she's able to do without much memorizing. And you're able to utilize her skill that she's most wildly known for. Much like when you had Adele on and you had the song Hello played twice, both in a sketch and the song. That's not even the same thing. That's the dumbest I'm, comparison. I'm just saying that's what she was known for at the moment. God, Kevin. <laughs> you like, wouldn't bring you're... Adele on and have her do 10 minutes of stand-up comedy and send her out the door. You'd have her sing. If Ronda Rousey's coming on the show, why don't you come up with a way for her to do some judo? All you had to do was say she would sing. You don't need to bring up the fact that her song got played twice. You're the like one that person who's just still at it. home just yeah. being like, I don't like that. I love and the I song. Still hold a grudge I love it. Three months ago. I'm not holding a grudge. I'm saying they do what you're known for when you're on the show. That's the whole point. When Peyton yeah, Manning's on there, they do sketches about football. Even with with him and kids, they they pound but the, the football sketches. But the monologue was them trying to do a UFC sketch, and the bigger problem is everybody they knows need to football. get better at it. Well, they need bad. to hire somebody who can you know do comedy and MMA, and I don't know where you would find one of those people. But, uh, strangely, who me either? <laughs> but I still, uh, I has I still make the words. And, and written packets. Maybe you. Maybe they have already seen him, and they think he's an emerging talent. Maybe, or maybe you've heard jokes that are like similar stuff. That yeah, you know, I don't want to get into it, but hard to remember. Hard to remember. Here it's are the just, details we do remember. When Peyton is there, they pound fucking football sketches like it's the only thing they know how to write, and then they'll throw in one funny cross-dressing sketch. Let's try a little harder. To incorporate the thing that person is known for. I mean, again, it's good for the sport and that this. She was on it. And sometimes that's all you need. And I think that it's not really uh, anything that she's going to take a whole bunch of slack for. I think people were pleased that she was on there. They may not like the sketches. They may not like, you know, parts of it. it. It's a typical SNL night. The ratings were very good that night. So I think the bigger takeaway is it is... Short term, very good for the sport. And I would love to see, uh, you know, in the future, some other folks get on there. One of the things I got to ask Uriah was I was like, you know, Ronda was just on SNL. Would you, would you ever see yourself doing something like that? And he was telling me a whole bunch of stuff that he's looking to do. And I think at one point he even mentioned he's going to be in real estate. And I didn't get the chance to follow up with him here. But just imagine Uriah Faber telling you, yeah, so this is like a really good walkthrough, you know, uh, 
place where you and your like bros can like uh you know, oh you got family bros i'm down uh, that sounds awesome i want uriah <laughs> i want uriah to be my real estate broker but like Absolutely. look at the high ceilings here you could basically put in a whole bunch of stuff maybe a lot of beachfront stuff uh i put a beach right in the front of where my family is the like backyard is killer oh man if you're gonna throw some parties where people are gonna fight it's killer not gonna lie uh, just after talking with him I felt way more chillax. Good. He and does I'm have a chill. California. Yeah. He's he's sort of been, uh, you know, Uriah and chill before. It <laughs> Don't do that. Oh. Raph. Yeah. I would really like to go chat with today's guest because I want to learn some things about jujitsu. Okay. Well, you're in luck. We have uh, a very good guest. He happens to be good friends with our friend, John Evans. Your friend. So. Well, come on. Our, come on. Come on. Just, Our friend. I like but... to draw the line early. While the <laughs> podcast rolls, I don't like him. That's just how I feel. Wow. Well, podcast rules. Rolls. Uh, so let's <laughs> just go Specifically to... while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> but once we get back, you just text me. You're like, please don't let him know. I hate him. Please. No, no. no. Can't wait to train with him again. Great teacher. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after he hears what we say about him. But <laughs> let's go to that interview with Ramananda. So, you know, one of the nice things about doing this podcast is you get the ability to talk with a whole bunch of people who do jujitsu. You get to shoot the shit with them. See, I've never enjoyed it. I just, it's yeah. finally time I told you. We're 150, however many podcasts in. I just don't enjoy the BJJ crew as much. I don't find like I learned that. I just don't learn anything. But go on. First of all, your acting skills aside. <laughs> I know how much you actually are the reverse of that because of your injury. And no shit, especially as I, yeah, go on. You're so close to getting back. Uh, so the problem is, Kev, we always need some sort of guidance. So who better to guide us through uh, apparently some new app that's coming through, and I guess we'll ask him a little bit about this, than a black belt from Cobrinha himself. I can genuinely, just mm. using black belt from Cobrinha, honestly mm. say, Raph, there aren't a lot better sources that we could bring on the podcast. They're pretty that's well vetted. Like, those are good credentials. <laughs> they are supremely good credentials, uh, and uh, we'll get to maybe an extra special credential a little bit later. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome onto the podcast, Ramananda. Ram, how are you doing, man? I'm awesome. How are you guys? Chill. Um, now, I have so many questions to ask because you know we've run into each other a couple times. You've got this new app. We have mutual friends, one in particular who's the worst, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> First of all, tell me about your weekend because it, it seemed like – you know what's funny is when you look at like somebody like you who's a current athlete who competes at a black belt level and you just see you on a podium, like it doesn't even your, – your brain doesn't even recognize it anymore because you just see it so many times. But this one in particular has a good implication. So what happened this weekend and what does it mean? Um. Just uh, won like a uh, absolute, so just going to Abu Dhabi. So um, I don't. Uh, just just a, a good part about it is just you get to go to Abu Dhabi and you get to win money. I mean, it's cool, you know. Like when I started jujitsu, there was no cash prizes for anything. So I mean, like when you're getting money for doing jujitsu, you know, it kind of legitimizes the sport a little bit. Have you ever been to Abu Dhabi? Uh, I have never been there. And uh, my best friend, actually, uh, we started in the Philippines together doing jiu-jitsu. Uh, so 
I didn't get to do it last year because I only won the division, not the absolute. And uh, I'm going to go see him over there. He's got a gym in uh, Tehran, Iran. What? <laughs> I'm, you're yeah, going pretty, to Iran to cool. do jujitsu? Oh, no, no. I'm just, uh, he's going to go to the Abu Dhabi World, or whatever it is. Abu Dhabi he's got World it. Trials. I don't but, know. We do need to stop but for just a second because, Rom, you obviously know more than I do and uh, are cooler than I am. But there's this – how many – like, do you know about the jiu-jitsu presence in Iran? That sounds interesting to me that, um, that they oh, have. Okay. Um, no, uh, actually, th- this is actually pretty cool. My friend, uh, Servan, he, uh, he started the first actual Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym in Tehran, Iran. Fuck. So they had they have like uh they have other gyms there, but they're just like Japanese jujitsu and you know, it's all just like hand locks and you know, it's not the yes. jujitsu that you know, like we love. Not but, not um, quite the yeah, same amount of uh because they're very uh Yeah. Yeah, it took them a while because they're very particular about stuff there. But uh yeah, he went through all the red tape and eventually started the gym as a blue belt and then he's a purple belt now and he affiliated under someone and you know he's gonna so cool he made jujitsu his life that's so cool so you know that was great you get this trip to abu dhabi uh it's kind of amazing especially if you compete in the absolute as a black belt and you're able to pull that off so props to you and credit that is amazing uh what do you, what's your, what's a sweep? Give us, hold on, Rom, this is, and I know we're stepping on the fact that you're here to talk to us about the the Rom BJJ app, which people can find right now and should go do so. But give us a sweep. You were surprised worked at such a high level. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. He's probably, is, if it's, is it just basic sweeps? Because that'll probably just depress oh, my no, no. skill this, more. This is really, oh, this is really good. This is a good one. This is a good one. Um, sitting guard sweeps, mm. right? Um, I used to have a, a brown belt coach back when I was a blue belt. And he told me that sitting guard sweeps, I was like, Oh, I was watching this pay Pano DVD, you know, pay Pano. <laughs> I don't, I'm right? sorry. You yes. Dated he's, a, he's, yes, a huge, yes. he's a huge monstrous mountain of a guy. Yes. And, uh, he was, I, I don't know. He was, he was around in the nineties. He actually almost beat Bushesha like mm, two years ago. And, um, anyway, I had his DVD and I was like, these are all really cool sitting guard sweeps. And, uh, the Brown belt was like, Oh, well those don't work because they're only specific to his body style. And he's like, you know, he's almost, he's probably almost 300 pounds. (laughs) But, uh, but every once in a while, I'll hit like a random sitting guard sweep. <laughs> That's so cool. So there you go. I'll be right? I'll be googling sitting guard sweeps for two hours tomorrow, just so everyone's <laughs> aware of where I'll be. Or you could just look at the app and wait for him to put oh, it up. I'm going to be at the Ram BJJ app. I was like, done, done, and done. But now he's uh, he's inspired me. Thank I you. I guess the reason why this is so great to me is so I look on the internet and I see that there's uh, a photo that says R A M. Uh, app, you know, jujitsu, jujitsu app, but that's very close to my name. So when I looked at it, it looked like it said RAF jujitsu app. And I was like, what the fuck am I teaching people? I didn't sanction this. 
dude. I get that all the time. Yeah. I think about stuff like that. Well, I, I'm like sorry. That, like that Uber lady. Her mm. name was like Ramasoon. <laughs> and uh, my name's Rom, you know, and I'm like, she's soiling my good name. <laughs> but when that does happen, you know, I did look down and I saw it and I, I was obviously curious. So what was it that brought you to starting to make your own app and going that direction? Um, my girlfriend is a web developer and she made it for me. Okay. Well, that's the easiest yeah. path to making an app I think I've ever heard. Uh, I yeah. love the internal struggle that you had to face. Uh, a lot to overcome yeah, and achieve. Was, uh... You literally just had a girlfriend or you have a girlfriend. <laughs> it's like gentle rap. Yeah, I know, it's I know. still current. I registered that out right now. That's fine. <laughs> Married people talk very differently. Single people are attached. So, cool your jets, guys. The idea is, so you tell her. How does that conversation go? Did you just go? Wouldn't it be cool to do jujitsu with an app? And she goes, "Done. Here you go." Yeah, pretty much. It's, I mean, it was. It's not that cut and dry, you know. Okay. I spent uh, a lot of hours slaving, watching her do stuff while I was. Uh, you know, playing Minesweeper or whatever video game, but, uh, <laughs> gotta stay active. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, you, when you decide that you want to do this app and it's an additional way to go ahead and reach people who are outside of your Academy and reach people who are, you know, outside the confines of even California. And as it seems now worldwide, because you're going to be getting out to Abu Dhabi, uh, what is it that you're kind of looking to do? Like, why is it that I should use your app versus somebody else's app? Because there's a number of them out there. Besides the cool logo, but yeah. it is a great logo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen, uh, I've seen the other ones and I don't, I mean, I don't even care to say like this one's better than this, but you know, it's, it's me. It's my personal brand of jujitsu and, uh, I'm going to be updating it like weekly and I'm pretty sure that no one else can do that. Especially they don't have access to their girlfriend who is a web developer. So, uh, <laughs> You know, and I play a very like um, I play a mo- very modern style jujitsu as well. So, Ooh. I mean, that that would you know that would be what I would be interested in in terms of like my app. I mean, modern and competitive uh, person right now. So when you're saying modern, it's not just a modern style; it's a modern tested style, which is a little bit different than uh, some people who are teaching you stuff that and work for a different variety of scenarios, but may not necessarily be modern and competition tested my leading you there yeah i mean yeah i guess like modern can you know i actually feel like all jujitsu works um you know it's just the people that fail you know because basically every every uh every every technique you know oh, i can't do this technique well you know have you done it you know a thousand times you haven't so uh, you know a lot of techniques that people actually teach you know they might have like gone through the craziest competition ever but uh you know the techniques don't fail just the people do i mean that is a very common thing so the person that we have in common is you know john evans very well uh john yeah, I love evans, john evans. He's awesome. you shouldn't love him he's uh, the worst he <laughs> condescending uh, mean terrible uh, personal hygiene's a problem i don't think i'm <laughs> alone oh, man. saying that out loud he has that like <laughs> small tuft of like yeah, we need, we need to drag his name through the mud. That's what we need to do. Absolutely. We've been working on it for a few years, and it hasn't taken terribly let well. Me, let me see if I can help here. Um, I can probably get John Evans to drag his own name in the mud. Uh, I think <laughs> that's awesome. It goes let's a little – let's see. It goes a little something like, 
oh, well, uh, my good friend Rom over here was telling me uh, some great stories about how his girlfriend uh, makes an app. And it's it's really cool. Oh my God. Um, but the the interesting thing, about, I guess, about it is is that um, I I really can sympathize with some of the Nazis. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's definitely that. It's like Jesus, oh my God. John. I couldn't believe that's you would really, say that's that. That's really a good. That's really a good uh, impression of him. Thank you. I work on it daily, mostly when I'm <laughs> failing. And this is the reason I bring this in. Obviously, Nazi joke aside, John Evans is the best, but we call him the... Nazi joke aside. Everyone listening is like, thanks, Rap. Thanks for the coaching. I was about to write a congressman, but now... None I'm of you up. have the opportunity to get beaten up by him every day. So the minute he hears this, the reason why he's so happy-go-lucky is because he just beats the shit out of Can me. Can I so- also say the hard yeah. part about that is that from a mm. distance, he mm. he seems and looks so nice, like a new penny, that he doesn't seem like someone that will beat the hell out of you. I've yeah. fought him, guys. Trust me, he's not holding anything back. Like that yeah. elbow's gonna find your neck. It <laughs> it's not gonna do it abruptly, but it's gonna find it. I'm just yeah. That's so also why I guess the reason why I was interrupting here to shit on John for a few seconds is this: John and I have this understanding that when he shows a move. And it's just like super difficult for my body type or my inability to do anything. I'll tell him, I'm like, that move looks amazing and works. I, however, suck. So it's going to take a while to get to there. Uh, But I'm always fully aware, like, man, no, those moves work. You just have to finagle a way for you to do it or get the reps in or figure out some variation that kind of works for you. So that's a fun game that the two of us play. I will say this though, Rom, for you in, in doing this and you putting this this app together, have you already started to get some people who are asking you to do specific techniques or are there kind of favorite ones that you're looking to put in there? Well, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean I've I've already filmed a bunch of stuff. It's just um I'm just gonna I'm just gonna upload it, you know, weekly. There's only so much people can watch. But um but yeah. Um and then I'm also doing like a, a bunch of like B logs and stuff like that. So, you know, just kind of uh, current events, uh, competition tips, dieting tips, uh, you know, just everything kind of in the scope of uh, jujitsu, you know, without going too far or not doing like ATV driving, you know, but, uh, you know, that's on there as well. Not, I mean, not the ATV driving, of course. But the rest. Well, and Ron, one thing that's interesting yeah. to me about you in terms of like the, the jujitsu style that you have, it's fairly sustainable in the sense that you've been... Doing how long have you been doing jujitsu? I know in terms of competition, and I say this with a lot of admiration. Um, you're a little bit older on the competition side. Uh, you've still had some tremendous success, which I think talks a lot about your technique and the rest of the stuff you're talking about. Uh, in terms of, you have a very valuable insight. Can you talk a little bit about it from that side? Do you feel like you you pose a little bit of a different? viewpoint because of the success you've been able to sustain for for this while yeah i mean um in terms of like uh well i guess i started when i was like 30 years 31 i started jujitsu i've been doing jujitsu for seven years and uh let's see in terms of a different viewpoint i don't you know i'm kind of a i'm kind of a finesse type player you know what i mean like, uh, I don't, I don't use a lot of strength and, you know, I think that's the, that's the basis of jujitsu. You want to be able to not have to, you know, just, uh, 
crank everything or, you know, like this is a pass. So you have to jam your knee like into said stomach or something like that. Yeah. So I, th- I think just my, my idea about jujitsu is it's, it's just, you know, it's really like based on leverage and it's just about, you know, I want to be able to beat someone with, uh, just knowledge, you know? So I think that's like the, that's the pinnacle of jujitsu is just beating them with, with your brain, you know? So that, that's what's, a, that's what's so interesting to me about jujitsu. Badass. And, does that answer your question? Or I mean, you absolutely do because I think that's part of it, and you're yeah. you're kind of passing it off like that's not a really amazing fact. I, I'm going to say it a different way. You started jujitsu when you were 30, <laughs> you are and so you've been doing it for seven years. Um, not that long now. I mean, ten years ago that was forever, but now you know seven years. Impressive to have risen to the the accomplishments you have that way I just I'm painting a picture of why I think people should download your app I think you bring a different perspective um you're not doing like you know you get a lot of people and I I say this with complete admiration some of the younger athletes like Keenan this is all he's doing this is what he does full time he doesn't have to deal with an aching knee because he doesn't know what 28 looks like yet and hangovers so it's helpful to talk to someone that has some context uh, into maybe a little bit more of the world. Well, don't worry. Puberty feeling. comes first before the hangovers. Come, oh, that's so. right. So beard, then hangovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it does matter quite a bit, I guess is my opinion, Rom. So, and you did answer my question. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I need to see some more stuff because I want to start some competing again. I'm, uh, I just turned 30, so I'm hoping to ramp it up. And it seems like now I don't have nearly as good of an excuse as I felt like I did before I started talking to you. Um, Raph told me before we started, you also did a video on kids and ankle locks. I'm curious your thoughts and your opinions on that. Oh, yeah, it was just for that EDI that was a little while ago. Um, I was just, just I completely... I guess I don't know. I was almost like offended that they would be heel hot, like hooking kids. It does. I mean, granted they're sixteen, but it's actually. I mean, it was, you know, it's pretty annoying for me. Well, I actually. I, just, I mean, you I have to, you have to you. look out yeah. for kids. Yeah, yeah. That that was my point. It was like I know they voted. Uh, kids will also, you know. <laughs> unanimously vote for stupid shit frequently and i'm not saying this is one of those stupid things but it is the analogy that we like to use on this show is and we've said it before and we're going to continue saying it is if the kids voted to have candy for dinner we're just going to be like yeah Yeah. go good yeah knock Knock yourselves yourselves out out, kid snickers you're deciding what's that heel hooks don't (laughs) hurt you and you've got young knees Eh, fuck your knees you'll be fine you made the decision well yeah i stood by it my my problem is that you have to wait till someone gets hurt in order to see that someone can get hurt. Like, I mean, it was going to happen, right? Yeah. The other issue for me is, and I mean, we talk about the idea of making it seductive for uh, TV audiences, like making it appeal to them and the sport can appeal to them. But if you show footage of a kid breaking their fucking heel and not able to like, show how to properly do anything about it then everybody just looks dumb and that was the hardest part about watching it live was everybody just looked dumbfounded as they go oh shit what do we do and sounded dumbfounded if you were lucky enough to be talking into a microphone at the time yeah well i guess yeah let's not bring up the commentary for that because apparently she just should have tapped that's really that's it (laughs) 
<laughs> That's why you tap. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. And Sorry. I mean, we're close enough connected in the community to know uh, I, the coach involved. You know, the coach involved is a, is a good person. They've always put really, really good um, efforts for the community in. Well, kids so, can't be trusted is ultimately what yes. we've decided in any way. Like, <laughs> I thought we were all agreed on that. And we were in them talk about uh the coach and saying like oh they didn't you know protect their kid they didn't let them do this and there's been a big debate about it online so that's why i was interested to see where you fell on it and uh just in terms of that for you rom why is it that you are against it other than you know the kids should probably not do it do you think that there's an appeal of hey i want to be like the cool older kids who are doing the cool heel hooks and shit no, I was just against it because it was it was just unfair to the kid. Like, you know, it's just unfair. It's like, uh, you know, now they have to run. Like, you know, some injuries don't heal, and that's one of them. You know, some that little, like a, a girl tears her ACL and hurts, hurts her, like breaks her ankle. It's just like, she has to like walk around with that for the rest of her life now. Yeah. When it could have like been easily, you know, that didn't have to happen at all. Yeah. But I'm just against it. I mean, even adults, like, they don't know how to defend heel hooks. Like, who knows how to defend a heel hook? Like, even the dudes in ADCC, they don't know how to, they don't know how to defend heel hooks correctly. Mm. You know, they go out there with a bunch of testosterone on their head and then they, you know, and a bunch of steroids in their body. Well, well, they, allegedly. They don't, like, hey, hey, <laughs> we don't, testing is proved that's a theory. Um, sorry. Yeah, well, they're yeah. testing. It's true. There's no testing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I love that. That's a very subtle way of telling you, Kevin. <laughs> as a black belt competitor, you haven't been out there, Kevin. You I also like uh, testing is proved. Testing is proved. There's no testing. Should be the official slogan. Like yeah. that should be trademarked. That's good. We always like to say science, although not a perfect science. <laughs> No, but it's just, you know, like, I don't know, what was it, like, David Avalan, like, uh, that one ADCC, he got his, like, knee ripped off by Tokino, and, uh, and it's like, dude, you have to, like, I mean, what, what is, like, the, like, short-sighted, you're injured, and you lose, right? Big yeah. deal. But long story, it's like, okay, cool, now you have to get a, like, a whole restoration on your knee, and, uh, and that takes like six months and then you have to go through rehab and then it takes like four months. And then like, I don't know, I have friends that have done their like ACL and they're even scared to just come back into jujitsu or they've just like torn it again. So, yeah. you know, like, well, and so maybe we, you so can, yeah. So yeah, no, like, yeah, we should have kids doing this. No, that's a good idea. <laughs> but maybe you can put us in the right direction because you have some people who will argue that, if you're moving an arm or bending an arm a certain way, isn't that the same thing, the certain same risk that's involved in there? I, I, I guess you could go along with that idea of like rationale, but then I could be like, well, there's like, there's a spectrum of eye gouge, right? Mm. You know, it, 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 it's like the same to me. Yeah, I I think we just wanted to know what your perspective was as the black belt, as opposed to, you know, I look at it and I think it's just it's terrible on a, a TV level. I think it's terrible for the kid. I think it's terrible for the coach. And honestly, it's terrible for 
the competitor against that person because oh you you live with that you live with that at a young age and uh i don't know it, it's a rough place to put everybody involved so i guess we'll we'll put a nice fork in that conversation there uh so ron cool. tell us about this you're coming up at this point now where you know stuff is going to come available obviously abu dhabi happens when does that happen again uh, April 23rd. I'm not really sure about the, the date. Sure. So that means that, you know, you're obviously not going to be sidelined for an entire year. What is coming up next for you? What are your goals coming up for the next year or so? Oh, well, I'm, I don't really go into goals, but I'm definitely going to do worlds. Um, so I have to get accrue points for that and then do worlds. And, um, basically it's just, uh, just going towards that in terms of competitions and uh you know i have to promote this app um and aside from that just uh train good that's very good and what exactly do you plan to do uh to make up to your girlfriend for all the time that she is spending on your app like how do you plan to uh say thank you and repair for that she consistently tells me that I owe her fifty thousand dollars. Oh, perfect! She's got the bill. Ready. That's awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. See, I was, I was just going to suggest an you don't, you Amazon don't know my gift, like once every few weeks, like a surprise. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, she doesn't sound like she'll be impressed by that. Yeah. Hoping okay. there's an installment package. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's, uh, every few years. And Ram, I think Kevin and I wanted to ask you this. We have uh, differing opinions on how this should be done. Uh, but you train with John, and you know, not to belabor on making fun of John for too long, but let's do it. Yeah. What He's is a horrible human being? Oh, I'm so happy to hear you say that. That's the soundbite coming <laughs> out of the show. Just finally, the no, truth. It just feels good to say it. No, it's okay. hard, I have a hard time saying that with a straight face. Well, that's fine. You know, I mean, he's he's the worst person in the world. We know that. You know, Kevin and I have both rolled with John, and we would be uh, remiss if we didn't ask you, how can we beat John? What is the best path to victory against John? John? Hmm. Well, he's got those big Marcelo Garcia legs, so he's probably outstrength you guys. That listen, that was apparent from the minute we mentioned John's name. No need to bring that up. That's just that's rude. Yeah. He just brings a lot of. He, 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 he actually for John's pretty awesome because he likes all of the. You know he's he's like a little inventor. He likes he likes playing with a lot of awkward positions. But um, you know you just what gotta, you gotta me... catch him in something that you're extremely good at. Well, that's, shit, you know, um, I've got none of. I'm not extremely. We need to be. <sighs> We're not good at anything, Rob. I thought you were no. going to catch that at this point yeah, in the podcast. Real. Apparently not. What we were looking for is uh, when John starts to... Oh, fuck. Okay. Well. All right. Hold on. Let me see if I get right. this right. Step one. Develop game. <laughs> Do you Step... have like a copy of yours? Yeah. We can leave... look at or download? Is it in a, like, that... a Dewey Decimal system that we can borrow it from a library or something? You know, we should... We... No, perhaps we should make a video about this. Absolutely. Well, Rob, we were just queuing you up to say Rob BJJ the app. Download it on iTunes, <laughs> wherever apps are sold. That's where you can find 
the inside of Rom. Which yeah. there's gotta be a lot of that's the terriblest gonna, phrasing you've ever come up with. Inside, yeah, of, inside Rom. of Rom. All of a sudden I was thinking there's gotta be like uh, almost a Ramen type spin we can do on no. this, but I'll work on some tagline suggestions. No. Refs giving no, the uh, trust me, I've heard every every little nickname possible. That's fine. Ram, I'll just do you the favor since you didn't do us one. Let you know. Kevin's left leg. That's all. Kevin's left leg. What is that about? Okay. It's I just, had to get you know, surgery now, a few if, months ago. If you were to uh, randomly heel hook an adult who is a purple belt, <laughs> who is aware of them and should know how to get out of them, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, I know how to get out of heel hooks. You tap really quickly and start screaming. Uh, yeah. People will that was like a good go. one. Gets me out of there every time. Well, Rob, where can people find you on the social medias? I know they can download Rom BJJ, R-A-M-B-J-J, and you're going to see a white and black logo with huge white letters. It's really cool for the app. Where else can people find yeah, you? Yeah, you know, um, just Facebook, my name, um, Athlete page, same thing. Facebook, my name. Instagram, Rom dot underscore Ananda. Uh, I got a Twitter account that I never use, and uh, it's all just like uh, personal opinions that I put on there. So definitely don't follow me on that. Um, <laughs> That's where everybody's <laughs> going right now. That, the Instagram is but, uh, Ananda. Yeah, gonna... A N A N D A people, and I. <laughs> Probably only a thirty percent. And uh, yeah, I'm doing a website as well, just with the show company, the uh, the app. But um, you know, and then if if you guys have any videos that you ever want to see, just uh, go to the contact page on the app, and then you're there. I'm going to awesome. submit forty five this week. But, uh, <laughs> I'm mostly just going to put up uh, video response questions of like, "Hey, Rom, John did this to me today." And then John will probably just wave into the camera and be like, hi, Rom. Good to see you. Raph really didn't see that one coming. But speaking of not seeing it coming, there's three different moves I'd like to show you today. And then he'll start doing his own John thing because that's what John does. Yeah, that's an eerie voice. That's scary. Hey, man, if you spend as much time next to him commentating and training with him, it, it's the easiest voice to do. Well, thank you. No, that's good. Thank you so much for stopping by, man. We're so happy. Guys, go get the app. It will definitely help your game. I was already starting to look at some of them, and uh, we're just happy to see one of our good friends who's always been super nice to us on, uh, you know, whenever we visit at competitions, we see him around. We're just very happy for you, and uh, we hope that people are smart enough to take up the opportunity to go see this free app for right now, guys. Get it while it's free, and uh, go look and learn some new stuff. Rafa Sparza, what a podcast. Got a random snowstorm today while I was about to head here. Didn't cripple the region for nine hours. And that's by way of me saying I'm really glad I live in Denver now. Because if I still lived in D.C., I don't think we would have gotten a podcast tonight. Oof, that would have been terrible. That type of two inches uh, caused a nine-hour delay last Thursday in the DMV. Of course, now they're under real snow. <laughs> 
hopefully they're digging themselves out. I already saw some uh, open mats continuing today. So Yeah, that's good. That's really the first line of defense for I any so too. recovery, I think. Yeah, as soon as I saw a few open mats pop up, I was like, they're going to be fine. Because jujitsu people, too, are like, hey, we don't have to work. <laughs> Let's all get out of the roads. <laughs> Let's go. It's like, <laughs> well, wait, it's like, wait, 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 wait. It's too dangerous to drive to work. Yes. But, 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 but. If you make it here, we're going to have an open mat. It's basically further than your job, but which do you want to risk it? This is fun, though, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we're not paying you to do this. You don't have to do this. This is. I would 100% take a a snow day. And what was it? Was you? I think it was you who was asking if I was trying to roll with Uriah when he came. I do. Isn't that the first thing you. I didn't ask you that yet, but isn't that the first thing you do? I would love to, although it like just his like intense in focus the, as he's looking is you're just like your CEO's uh, office. You're like, well, yeah, yeah, we can do this. Let's just fight it out real quick. Oh, and then and I'm my ready CEOs for it. would literally walk in and be like, this is amazing. Beat the shit out of Raph. And I'd be like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? And I don't know what Uriah's belt rank is, Raph, but I am nervous for your safety in that. Matter. He's a brown belt and he has a great guillotine and. That sounds right. Yeah. And the nice part about that is, is like normally people like to say the following, which is it's very hard to guillotine me. Um, I don't I don't think that's true, especially in this case. But there's no reason to say it out loud. No, I didn't offer that up. (laughs) (laughs) When he mentioned that was his favorite submission, I didn't sit there and go. no good can come from saying that out loud. (laughs) Oh, really? People can't guillotine me. Like he would have just looked at you just with that. What? Yeah, uh, <laughs> would have gone from chillax to ref. <laughs> you passed out, and it was not good. Uriah, ref said your jujitsu sucks. <laughs> I'm sure that'll work. Um, are you ready for some shout outs? Yeah, let's do that. I am going to start off this beast. Big shout out to Dr. Andrew Motts. Big shout out to Keith Christensen. Big shout out to my girlfriend who drove me from the hospital and sustained my life for those three days if you've ever had surgery it's really hard to do alone um i would think thankfully i've never had to i'm clear now raf i'm cleared fantastic i even cut my hair i had been growing it out for a while and was like you know what it's one thing when you're training with your own guys and you're injured um but i was doing it as sort of like i'm gonna keep the hair until i've gotten this thing repaired and fixed Knew it might have been a while when the surgery got diagnosed. Cut it now because I can rejoin the fighting community, Raph Esparza. And rejoin it, I shall. Final shout out to Lauren at my, I guess, what would you call it? My rehab office. I keep saying rehab and people look at me weird. My physical rehab office (laughs) always works around my schedule. And I told her I'd shout her out. I was like, thank you so much for being able to uh, accommodate my weird needs. Do you understand the weirdness of you saying your rehab with the amount of time that you talk about the drugs on the show? I do. Knee rehab. Physical uh, therapy. Physical therapy. I just love it. You're like, I don't know why these people keep asking me about this. This is so weird. Rehab. It's crazy. Like, no, guys. Come on. I'm not going to. No, I get it. That makes sense. Between the alcohol, the anger, and the weed, it's always felt like something. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and start by shouting out Valley Martial Arts Center. 
Uh, you know, this is a nice week for me because this marks my four-week anniversary with being with VMAC. And, um, you know, I like this place. I, I think it's always treated me very nicely. Um, I wrote this short little thing, which was – and this is very true. Uh, you know, I spent the better part of two years trying to find a gym that fit my own philosophical jiu-jitsu goals. While my travels took me to gyms that were great in their own right, many of them never quite felt like me. And so the search took me all over the valley to academies big and small, trying honestly to assess what gym, climate, and culture might fit me best. I had just about given up for searching for a spell until a Yelp review informed me of a place that happened to be right around the corner, literally around the corner. I immediately went to visit. I signed up almost immediately thereafter. I haven't looked back since. And I think that's the most true because, um, yeah, it was death. Two years of looking. And then it was just right around my street. That was the most insane thing in the world. And uh, it's a nice testament to the good folks who have put me through the ringer there. I always enjoy uh, training with the, the great folks over at the Valley Martial Arts Center. So my thanks to them for a great four years and to many more. So uh, thanks to them. Let's go to our next one over here. Let's shout out Breakdown Academy. So John Evans is doing this crazy thing where he wanted to simulate uh, competition training. That was terrible. But uh, we're getting our folks ready over there to go ahead and go compete. But the th- weird part is, is I like that he threw me in because he was like, who's competing here? And he goes there and he's like, OK. So I'm thinking like, oh, shit, I'll just bring my A game and really go like uh, like a thousand percent on these people. Who are competing to help them get ready. He's like, all right, Raph, you go in there. And I was like, well, I'm not competing. What the fuck is this going to do for me? What do they need? And then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, I wouldn't have gone that crazy. (laughs) Jesus. You fucks. All right. Uh, So anyway, uh, my thanks to him. And hopefully we'll be able to get those guys ready uh, for their competition coming up next month. And uh, let's go ahead and shout out a couple more folks here. I also want to shout out our good friend Albert Morales. You guys know him as the W. That's right. Albert, the warrior Morales, who brought home the W over in, I think it's NorCal, him and Christos Yagos. Christos unfortunately broke his thumb mid fight, but uh, toughed it out. So props to him. But to Albert, he was keeping us updated and uh, he actually got kind of like a pro wrestler kind of interviewer afterwards. And I sent him a note that was like, I'm so mad at you. And he goes, why, man? I go. You were great in that interview, but you were too nice. You had a dude who was just like, so you won tonight in this amazing ability. And I was like, and you were answering like a rational person. You don't do that with somebody who goes that crazy. You go full macho man if they're fucking doing that shit. So obviously I thought that was uh, really funny. I want to give a nice shout out to the Jiu-Jitsu Times. Those folks put up a nice uh, write-up of our podcast from last week. And uh, if you guys are listening to us for the first time ever since you've listened to that other one, uh, thank you. And we hope you guys liked it. We got a lot of nice feedback from the Metamorous Heavy uh, Takeover episode. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. And we hope you understand that it is in good fun. But that there is an underlying point of there's some shit going on over there. And we hope they fix it because, you know, we want to see athletes and people get paid. But, you know, it's also kind of ridiculous if we're being honest, uh, just in terms of what happens. So let's go to also shout out Juju, which is a website 
and uh, YouTube page that did a nice uh, athletic performance video highlight of the Nawaza Challenge. And I thought that was really cool of them. And uh, very happy about that. The good stuff. Go look at it there. And uh, let's go ahead and shout out our good friends over at the Sam Manuel Casino. Who treated me very nicely during two conference, I'm sorry, divisional playoff games. Uh, I also want to shout out Sue McCarthy, my mother-in-law, for taking us to have a good time out that way. And I also want to give a big, big shout out again to my CEOs, Brandon and Dan. Uh, I can't say this enough. Uh, if you guys have more MMA fighters, I will happily interview them because – I can't kid you. There's no better way to come back from lunch than what? That has to be the best. Just yeah. has to be. I mean, but the problem is now they have to expect me to top that. Like, I can't just go to work every day and be like, well, that was as good as it's getting. I presume Prince will be here when I return. Oh, no? fuck you. If Prince is there, you'll never see me again. For good reason. I think that's how it works. He's going to like vanish, Ninja Cloud vanish, and take me to fucking Paisley Park and be like, do you see all the things that Prince sees? Proudest day of our lives. Good. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight.